0: Hello and welcome back to Texas Tech Health Check from Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I'm your host, Melissa Whitfield. We want you to get healthy and stay healthy with help from evidence-based advice from our physicians, healthcare providers, and researchers. Since the start of the pandemic, many of us have increased the time we spend in front of screens, whether it's placing an order for food or delivery, scheduling an appointment, doing homework, or chatting with friends or family. That additional screen time in front of screens could be harming our physical and mental health. Our guest for this episode is Dr. Logan Winkleman, Assistant Professor and Program Director for the TTUHSC Clinical Mental Health Counseling. Dr. Winkleman tells us why some of us can't stop looking at our smartphones or tablets, and what happens to our health when we spend too much time looking at our phones. She also has tips on how to limit screen time and reminds us to sit our phones down and enjoy the moment. That is after you finish listening to this episode. Dr. Winkleman, welcome back to our podcast. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your expertise, and what you do here at the Health Sciences Center?
1: Sure. So my name is Logan Winkleman. I am an assistant professor and program director for the Master of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling Program in the Clinical Counseling and Mental Health Department within the School of Health Professions here at Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center. I am a licensed professional counselor supervisor in the state of Texas, and I've worked in higher education for the past 12 years, specializing in mental health counseling and professional development consultation.
0: Well, again, welcome back to our podcast. Thank you. In your opinion, do you think that we as, I guess, Americans spend a lot of time in front of screens? I would
1: say many of us do, you know, in today's world, screens are everywhere, whether it's our phones, our laptops, our TVs, tablets, they're even in our cars now, you know, so with the rise of technology and the Internet, it's becoming more and more common for people to spend a lot of time in front of screens. And while they've undoubtedly made our lives easier and more convenient, there is a growing concern about potentially the negative effects of excessive screen time.
0: Why is it so addictive? And what about screens somehow makes the time go by faster?
1: good question. So, I think our computers and phones, as well as social media, are kind of designed to be addictive because the longer we spend on them, typically that means the more money that companies make off of us. And so, one of the ways that they do this is by a technique called variable rewards. I don't know if you've heard that term before, but that's where the user, so we who are using the, the phone or, or tablet, are given a reward, such as a notification or new content at unpredictable intervals. And this is to keep us coming back for more. It doesn't stop there. So in addition, our devices are highly engaging. So they're full of bright colors, they're flashy animations, there's very interesting content all of which capture our attention and make us want to keep using them. And so that constant stream of information and stimulation can make time kind of seem to fly by faster because we get absorbed in what we're doing and we kind of lose track of time. And so while there's certainly benefits to, to our devices, it's important that we're aware of some of those addictive qualities that they possess and use them in moderation, like trying to set limits for your screen time or taking breaks throughout the day just to give our brain some rest.
0: And you mentioned that there are screens pretty much Everywhere now. Are there any positive or negative consequences to our mental or physical health when we spend a significant amount of time in front of our portable screens?
1: I think the short answer there is yes to both. So, spending prolonged periods of time in front of our portable screens has become kind of a habit in our daily lives and it allows us to stay connected and entertained and. That can be positive, but there's also some negative consequences that it can have on our mental and physical health. So on the positive side, the portable screens like our phones can provide us with access to a wealth of information. It's a communication tool and entertainment for us. They can help us stay connected with friends and family and provide us a sense of community and belonging. Additionally, they can improve our cognitive skills and our hand-eye coordination through certain games or educational apps. On the negative side, though, spending too much time in front of screens can lead to physical health problems such as poor posture, eye strain, and even headaches. It can also disrupt our sleep patterns, which can negatively impact our mental health and our overall well-being. You know, excessive screen time has been linked to increased anxiety and depression and social isolation. So it's important to kind of find that balance between screen time and other activities that promote physical activity, social interaction, and mental relaxation. So again, kind of taking breaks, limiting that screen time, and engaging in activities that promote our physical and mental health can help mitigate some of these negative consequences associated with that excessive screen time.
0: Now, remember when iPads first came out, some of my friends were saying that some of their children were using iPads in therapy and that it was very helpful to them. What are the effects for children who spend time in front of screens that perhaps maybe aren't using them for therapy?
1: Yeah, so so technology, especially the use of iPads or tablets, have been, you know, they've revolutionized some of our therapeutic interventions. But spending a lot of time in front of screens has become increasingly common for children in recent years. And while many devices have that educational or that therapeutic value, excessive screen time can have negative effects on children's physical and mental health. So one of the most obvious effects of excessive screen time is the lack of physical activity. So children who spend too much time in front of the screen may not be getting enough exercise or movement throughout the day, which can lead to obesity and other health problems. Screen time can also have negative effects on children's cognitive and social development. So children who spend too much time in front of screens may have trouble with attention or concentration, and this can impact their academic performance. They may also struggle with social skills and having difficulty forming meaningful relationships with others due to kind of this increased exposure to screens more than than the social interaction. So just like with adults, excessive screen time can also affect children's sleep. So the blue light emitted from screens can disrupt our sleep patterns, making it harder for children to fall asleep at night and leading to daytime fatigue and irritability. So there's there's a whole host of things that we want to be aware of and make sure that we're striking that balance and we're limiting that screen time so that we're not falling victim to those negative consequences of
0: excessive screen time. Now, this is a bit of a different but related topic. And I guess it's more personal curiosity than professional. But why do some of us feel like we need to document everything with daily selfies, pictures of our food, video of concerts?
1: Great question. I think, in short, We have the rise of social media to thank for that. So social media platforms have become kind of an integral part of our daily lives for many people. People use these platforms to share their daily experiences and connect with other people. And one of the reasons why some of us feel the need to document everything is because of maybe we have a fear of missing out. You've heard the term FOMO, right? We want to capture and share every moment of our lives so that we don't feel left out or disconnected from the world around us. Another reason may be the need for validation or attention. So posting pictures, videos, updates on social media can give us a sense of satisfaction and boost our self-esteem when we receive likes and comments and shares from our friends and our followers. Another reason is documenting our experiences through pictures and videos and comments and such may also help us preserve those memories. So it allows us to look back on our lives and relive those moments that we may have forgotten over time. But again, it's important to kind of find that balance between documenting our experiences and actually living in the moment. Sometimes we might get so caught up in taking pictures and videos that we forget to actually enjoy the experience. So it's important to kind of take a step back and appreciate the moment for what it is, rather than just trying to capture it for social media's sake.
0: Well, then how do we find that balance? How can we break our addiction, quote unquote, to our devices?
1: Yeah. Nowadays, it's, it's really hard to imagine life without the internet or without our devices and phones. Many people are finding themselves kind of dependent on these gadgets and this convenience. So if you're looking to break that habit, there are a few things that you can consider doing to kind of help break this cycle. The first is kind of what I've mentioned already is set limits on your screen time. This can be done using apps that track your usage and remind you when you've spent too much time on your phone or on your computer. Another option is to set specific times a day where you will turn off your phone or computer and engage in other activities. So kind of that intentionality behind setting those limits. Second is find an alternative activity to replace the time you typically spend on your devices. So this could be Anything like exercise, reading, spending time with friends and family, these activities can kind of help us relax and unwind without the need for technology. Another thing is to consider creating tech-free zones in your home. So this could be like a specific room or area where you're not allowed to use your devices. You kind of set that boundary, and this will help kind of you break that cycle and that habit of constantly checking your phone or computer, because a lot of us carry it in our pocket in every room that we go, and when we have a spare moment, we're checking it, right? And so sometimes to to break that habit is to get out of the habit of bringing the, the device with us everywhere we go. So that is That is one one way to do that. But kind of breaking our dependence to our devices isn't easy. But with time and effort, it's definitely possible. So kind of setting limits, finding alternative activities, creating these kind of tech-free zones. Hopefully, this will, will help you be well on your way to a healthier relationship
0: with that technology. How can we enforce a tech-free zone? For example, as a mother, I can tell my son to put away his phone when he's with me and he has to listen to me. But how can I ask the same of others when they don't really have to do what I ask?
1: That's a great question. And it can be really frustrating when we have certain expectations of others, but they don't feel obligated to fulfill them. There are a few strategies that we can use to encourage others to follow these requests. So, the first is it's important to communicate our own needs and our expectations in a clear and respect- respectful manner. Rather than demanding someone put their phone away or tr- Maybe consider some saying something like this, you know, I'd really appreciate it if we could have some uninterrupted time together right now. Would you mind putting away your phone for just a little bit? And by framing it as a request in a polite way rather than a demand, you're more likely to get that positive response. Another tactic might be to lead by example. So if you want someone to put away their phone, make sure you're doing the same. So by modeling this behavior you want to see, you're more likely to inspire others to kind of follow suit. But ultimately, it's important to recognize that we can't control other people's actions, uh, no matter how much we want to. Um, So if someone chooses not to put away their phone, it's not necessarily a reflection on you or their respect for you. Rather than getting upset or resentful in those situations, try to focus your attention elsewhere and focus on what you can control.
0: Is too much screen time considered an illness? Is this something that we should see a healthcare provider for?
1: So while it's not necessarily an illness per se, excessive screen time can lead to a range of health problems, including, like I mentioned earlier, eye strain, headaches, neck and back pain, sleep disturbances, and even depression and anxiety. So if you're experiencing any of those symptoms due to excessive screen time, it's important to take steps to reduce your usage. This might include taking regular breaks, limiting your screen time, particularly before bed, practicing good posture while using electronic devices, and in some cases it may be helpful to speak with a healthcare provider or a mental health professional who can provide you guidance on how managing screen time and addressing these kind of health related issues. Seeking that guidance from them can can be helpful in those scenarios. But excessive screen time is not a formal illness at least not right now it can have an impact on our health and well-being so we want to try to take steps to reduce our usage and seek support when we do need it and this can help protect you from the negative effects of too much screen time
0: is there anything else you'd like to add
1: you know I don't want to to vilify screens because they they have become uh, an inseparable part of our daily lives from our smartphones to our laptops. We rely really heavily on screens for work, communication, entertainment, and so much more. But as we've discussed, it's the excessive use of the screens that can have the negative effects on our health and well-being. So to counteract those negative effects, be aware of your usage. It's important to take those regular breaks from your screens and engage in physical activity. Some research points to experts recommending taking a break kind of every 20 minutes for at least 20 seconds. Look away from your screen. Focus on distant objects. And additionally, incorporating that physical activity into your daily routine, this can help improve not only your mood, but your circulation. It can reduce stress and promote your overall well-being. So yes, screen. Screens, excessive use of those screens can definitely have harmful effects. But if we, if we find that right balance, they can be useful and we can maintain a healthy
0: lifestyle. And finally, I'd like to say congratulations on being the expert on our most, most listened to podcast on Spotify this year. People were really concerned about their mental health at work and you offered us some great advice. So thank you for that and Congratulations.
1: Well, thank you. I am so honored, and I'm, I'm happy to know that people found that podcast valuable.
0: Yes, and we'll be posting a link. So we look forward to having you again. Thank you so much for all this great advice, and we'll look forward to having you back.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to Texas Tech Health Check. Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to podcasts. This information is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice always seek immediate medical advice from your physician or your healthcare care provider for questions regarding your health or a medical condition. Texas Tech Health Trick is brought to you by Texas Tech University Health Sciences Center and produced by Tara Castillo, Susanna Cisneros, Mark Hendricks, Kay Williams, Tyler White, and me, Melissa Whitfield.